Hello, podcast listeners. Today's episode is with Lee Blythe and Shauna Hitt. Lee volunteers as the president of the Green County Mental Health and Substance Abuse Coalition, and Shauna is the coordinator and case manager for 100 Families. In our conversation today, we talk about the mental health and substance abuse crisis that is taking place right here in our own community, what their organizations are doing about it, and how we all can do our part to help. With that, here's today's episode with Shauna Hitt and Lee Blythe. Lee and Shauna, welcome to Burger Podcast. Thanks so much for making space to be here. Thank you for having us. I know y'all are super excited about it. You just got to get your picture made, and that was like a lot of fun, right? You were like, let's do this forever, get these pictures made. We had the pumpkins, we had the mums, and all that kind of stuff, and now you get to put these headphones on and sit in front of the mics, which is totally natural, isn't it? Absolutely. Just another day. We feel so fancy. (laughs) All right, so I um, have been learning Um, just about your organizations, about your ministries, about the work you're doing. And I'm really excited to be able to sit down with you because when I think about the two biggest issues in our community, I think um, mental health issues and substance abuse issues. Like those seem to be the two most dominant issues that are are creating a lot of problems, uh, a lot of issues for a lot of people. And so I want to start with you, Lee, and I want to talk about the Green County Mental Health and Substance Abuse Coalition, and then we'll eventually get into uh, Shauna talking about the 100 families. So, Lee, why don't you just tell us, for those who are listening, what exactly is the Green County Mental Health and Substance Abuse Coalition? All right. So the coalition, as we call it for short, is really just a grassroots group of people from within our community and that have a passion to make a difference in regards to mental health and substance abuse. And we have people, part of the coalition, that are business people. They're educators. They're law enforcement. They're retired. um, They're in ministry. They're in recovery. They're youth. They're parents. um, They're just passionate about making a difference because I think we all know mental health and substance abuse doesn't, doesn't discriminate. Doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter what your parents do or income, or if you wear Nikes or Umbros, or you know, if you work at the tire shop or you're an educator, like we we all are affected mm-hmm. in some way by that. And and Lance and I have two little boys that will grow up here in Green County. And so that was some of the push behind we've got to do something. So that something is on a, on a practical level, like um, you talk about it's a grassroots movement, like on the ground, what does that look like? So I think there's a lot of people that would agree with us, what we're saying today of like, these are real issues and something should be done about it. What can we do about it? Or what are y'all trying to do about it on the kind of a practical level? So the coalition, I would say there's really three main parts to the coalition. We meet the first Wednesday of each month at the Paragool Community Center um, at 10 a.m., and we have our, our quote meeting. A lot of times it's informal. Um, we usually have a program that may be on mental health, it may be on substance abuse, it may be on um, an opportunity that's out there in the community. Um, and then we, from that, when we started the coalition, we had our first meeting in April of 2022. We did a community-level survey in March of 2022, and In about 30 days, we had about 250 responses, and the top issues that came up were mental health Mm -hmm. and substance abuse, Mm -hmm. drug use. And from that, we didn't really know where to go. We just knew there was a disconnection in resources 
and what was happening wasn't working. And we were seeing a cycle. And so really it was a God thing. I was doing worksite benefits at that time, and I made a call to Shane Baker, mm-hmm. who um, now works with Every Child Arkansas, and his wife worked with um, 100 families in, in White County. And I called to conserve Shane's cancer policy, and he said, well, I'm meeting with my benefits manager you know, in two days. Let me get back with you. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, where did you go to work at? And he said, well, you know, it's a nonprofit called Restore Hope Arkansas. And I, I was like, I, we need to know more. So one morning I couldn't sleep, 3 a.m. I'm Googling. And, um, but that was an, an initiative to reduce recidivism. So people coming out of prison, they don't know how to rebuild their life, and so they're right back in yeah, the system. Sure. And so 100 Families is... I look at it, it's kind of an initiative of Restore Hope, and it reaches the families, and it helps take families from crisis to stability or to career. And so from that conversation with Shane, um, and then I actually met Dana, his wife, Mm -hmm. uh, when I had to go to Searcy and work, and she said, Greene County is on our radar. You guys have one of the highest rates of um, foster kids in the state, and we need 100 families there. Mm-hmm. And um, so it had proved to work. And we'll talk more about the 100 families, just how it's set up and um, to make change. But in Sebastian County, they had over 800 kids in care. And as a result of the 100 families initiative there, they cut that in half. Wow. And so we had a community meeting in October of 2022, Dana came and spoke, and um, it was obvious we needed this initiative here. But we had to have a backbone organization, and that required a 501c3. And long story short, it just wasn't God's plan that we partner with the church or an already established organization. Mm. And so after the first of the year, Restore Hope Arkansas said, look, Green County, we see you guys. We know what you're doing. We're going to put money up for a part-time coordinator um, until you find that backing organization and can get a sub-grant to get a full-time coordinator and to get at least a caseworker going. So that's where Shauna came on board. Um, So our coalition, not to get too much into 100 families right now, but so we have the regular coalition component which is we're in the community, we're at the health fairs, we're involved in the schools and with nicotine, tobacco, substance abuse education. Then we have 100 families. And then the other part is we're working on a $1.25 million drug-free communities federal grant mm-hmm. and that will be youth-focused and reach the kids and then through that reach the parents mm-hmm. and hopefully break the cycle um, and just provide research-based information on substance abuse and nicotine. What have you learned along the way? Like, you know, obviously you've just been going to this about a year now, like as you've clearly done much more research and, and probably spent more time with people that are struggling with the mental health and substance abuse issues. Are there things that you've quickly learned that like maybe you didn't know before, or maybe like a stereotype or just some area where you just kind of thought like, Oh, I know what's going on there. But as you've dug in more, you're like, Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, and I think a lot of 
of people, like if you're not personally touched by substance abuse or maybe mental health, we have this stigma towards people. And, you know, but I've realized it's when you have a substance abuse issue, it's not a switch you can turn off. You know, we can judge people and, you know, you need to quit that or why are you making those decisions or look what you're doing to your family. But it it really does change the chemical makeup of your brain and you yes. can't just switch it off. And yes. so we have to get past as a society, you know, hey, we're going to put you over here in a box. You know, you live in one community or whatever. We're just going to keep you over there. It's, you know, it's an issue for all of us and it can be, you know, who knows who could be next? You don't wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm going to be a, I'm right. going to be a. I'm just going to blow my addict. life up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember who said this. Uh, it's probably been said many times and you've probably read something like it, but the question is never why the addiction, but why the trauma? Like, where, what, why the pain? Like, where did you get hurt at? And, you know, I became very aware of that whenever I worked at Arkansas Counseling for about five years is I grew up in this city and I grew up in a, just a white middle-class home and, um, was kind of in my own little bubble. And I, unfortunately, I think would look at people who were, you know, especially like with substance abuse or addictions. And I would just be like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like just quit. And I began to realize as I actually worked for Arkansas counseling and I was in spent, you know, five years and hundreds of homes. As I began to hear some of their stories, I was like, man, I would, I probably would be worse off than where you are. Like if I would have grown up and, and it's generational, and it's not something that you can just, like you said, flip the switch. And so, like, I'm curious as you're trying to help people, and Shauna, you can jump in at any point. I know we're going to get into 100 families, but I guess there's a question for for both of you, if you have any input on it, is, like, how do we do that? Like, it's a, is it just education, or is there, like, counseling and therapy and, 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 and certain types of rehab? Like, what are you finding, discovering? Or is it, like, at this point, kind of like, well, look, once they're in the addiction, there's not a ton we can do, but let's try to educate the next generation and try to keep them from repeating the, the same patterns. Yes, um, it is education, but it's also a collaborative effort uh, with the community, with education for the youth to kind of break that cycle of substance abuse that they've seen, that they've kind of grown up in, um, and also legislation. Legislation is so important because our coalition is right now working on legislation to... Um, have a safety feature on a vape because vapes don't have a lock mm. and so infants toddlers can get a hold of the um and this has happened um they can get a hold of the vape and you know ultimately it's so toxic they can die from it you know it's happened so legislation's important um we have to just support families strengthen families rebuild families like what we're doing with 100 families and the justice uh, system plays a important role in uh, helping those with substance abuse. That's where anybody that enjoys podcasts can go to our Restore Hope podcast, Smart Justice, where they talk about alternative sentencing and things that they're doing around the state to help people um, in the justice system, you know, thrive and get over uh, the substance abuse issues that they have and kind of regain their family and get back to career and stability. And yeah, we'll link that in the, the podcast when we post it. Yes, that'd be great. Awesome. For me, in 100 families, it's more about a support system and just a day-to-day being a part of their lives, being their accountability, encouraging mm-hmm. them, helping them, how's it going today, you know, sort of thing. Um, I mean, education's great, and we need that education, but we also need um, support. You know, lots of times when I'm doing an intake and I'll say, what's your support system like? Tell me. 
they don't have a sports system. Uh, that's huge because I don't know if it's Ruby Payne or who it was that talked about uh, defined poverty is mm-hmm. not an absence of money, but an absence of a network. Right. Like a there's, healthy network. There's no, they have no friends. Maybe they have no friends that are clean. Exactly. Uh, yep. You know, lots of, there's two or three of the families that we have. There's, uh, their, their parents are, are older, you know, they're, they're a mom, they're a dad, and they're they're living in the house with the mom or the dad who's doing drugs. So it's it's a cycle. They don't they don't have a church support, family support, um, and it's it's basically just discipleship, kind of. Yes, and, and non judgment. Yeah, that's well, that's huge. Is providing a safe environment where they can like not feel like you're a I'm your project. Right. Like right. you're the great white savior who's right. gonna like fix like could you truly care about me and. That's one of the things that was uh, that I've realized I didn't know before um, is like, you know, you think about someone who maybe gets a, a traffic violation, like we can easily like pay that and move on. But let's say if it's a single mom with five kids and they barely have any money and they don't have any money in their gas, you know, in their, mm-hmm. in their uh, to put gas in their van or whatever else it is, like what becomes just a simple little traffic violation all of a sudden becomes non-payment. Then it becomes a court date, and you have three kids that are sick, yes. and you're not, and no one can watch the kids, so you don't get there. Oh my gosh, I forgot my court date, and then it's like here we mm-hmm. go, right? There's no food, you know. You're you have the kids get sick, and it's it's kind of like when you do those trust falls in leadership paragol or wherever mm-hmm. people do trust falls. I've never done one, uh, but I guess <laughs> we've heard lots trusting, about them. Yeah, but I've seen <laughs> we'll be we'll be doing one right yeah, after that's the episode. Right. Stay so, on this table. Yeah, <laughs> there's these families, single moms, single dads, that are. They have no one to fall back on. They have, mm. and that's when hundred families comes along, mm. and that's why it's so good to these existing organizations. They're supporting them, and it's not just me saying, "Hey, you know, you can do this." It's, "Hey, go see Mr. Jackson at the Wood House, you know, mm. because he will help you with food," or you know, you know, go talk to um, my friend, you know, Jana at the Mission. And she has a bed for you if you're homeless. So it's not it's connecting them with those resources and then following up. And basically, they not only just have one person who's on their side, it's a community. That's great. It's a supportive system. So that's helpful to think about because you are you are the coordinator for 100 Families. Is that right? That's right. So literally, you're trying to coordinate. You are, if I understand correctly, and you can tell me if I'm getting this wrong, you're aware of these different ministries or organizations that are out there and what they offer, what services they offer. You come across someone, and maybe it's like, you know, we just met a woman in our foyer right before we recorded this, right? Yes. You're talking with this person, and they don't know anything. They have no idea. They just know they're hurting. They have whatever, some sort of problem in their life, and you have the network that they don't have, and then you try to connect them to that space to get the resources they need. Yes, 100 Families is a community-led initiative that um, collaborates with existing organizations to get people out of crisis and on to career. We do that in um, Collective Impact is what it's called. Mm. So with Collective Impact, we find existing organizations, organizations and nonprofits that's already working, that's already established. Uh, We're blessed in this community to have a lot of good resources for people and we just kind of all meet together in our hope hub which is a computer system it's a collaborative case management system where we can follow the family from crisis to thriving to hopefully on to career so i have a, a really good example i woke up this morning to a um, text from one of our families and they just had a new baby 
And so, um, you know, the Bible says babies are a gift, their reward, their heritage, and their gift to all of us, not just this family, but to us. But I got to thinking about the family and the baby and how they're going to go home to a house that has electricity because of CRDC. They're going to go home supplied with diapers and wipes and everything they need because of options. And, um, you know, they're in, encouraged by organizations like Families, Inc. and other people that kind of poured into them in a time when they really needed um, some assistance. So it all came together. And then hopefully in the future when they need something, when we follow up again, we'll, um, we'll be able to assist them with child care, whatever they need to help them with the baby. So I'm the 80s child of the 80s yeah. grew up in the 80s so you know the a team they were mm -hmm. all working on different yep. things and then there's somebody on the a team who says i love it when a plan comes together mm -hmm. that's what we're doing here we're trying to get a plan together it's a community-led initiative that points them to existing resources so everybody's not going one direction or the next everybody's on the same page with them and they're meeting them where they are you know i mean lots of times there'll be a follow-up and in these follow-ups that are done you know, they're planned in one sense that they're on my calendar, but the Lord has mm -hmm. so many times, mm -hmm. he, he knows that that person needs my phone call because they're having a mental health issue or, you know, I've dropped food off before at doorsteps because the food bank has given it to me. How did you know I needed food? Well, I didn't know, but the Lord did. So it's mm -hmm. basically connecting them with all, because the, we've got this set up in Green County. It's great. We've got this all set up. It's just a lot of times they don't know, yes. or maybe they don't. Yep. Let's talk about transportation, how huge of an issue it is, is how do you get a job? Because lots of people, oh, they just need to get a job. Get a job. How do you get a job if you have no, yeah. you have no money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then how do you get there yeah. if you have no transportation? Yes. Uh, so it's it's a cycle, but it's it's trying to solve those problems for one example, is I met a girl, and she had just gotten out of a rehab, and she was pretty far away from any any place where she could work or and she couldn't walk, so walked to a place to work. So I, I had a friend who owned a, a business close, mm -hmm. and so I called her and I said, hey, would you consider hiring her? This is a little bit of her situation. Would you consider hiring her and just, you know, kind of helping her along the way? And she's like, sure. So there, there it is. She could ride the bike or she could walk to the job. Yes. And then if she works 30 hours a week, she can get the child care voucher. And this lady said, hey, she can bring the baby with her. And, you know, in the back, there's another girl here that has a baby. So it's it's connecting them with those resources yes. they didn't even know existed. Yeah, yeah. There's a saying that it's cliche. It's all about who you know. Right. And there's truth to that. Mm -hmm. like there's a hundred percent of the truth to that. And it's not a necessarily a bad thing. Like it's in this case, a very good thing. If you're getting to know these people, getting to know their needs and then connecting them to the right places and giving them a chance to right. get out of right. whatever the issue that they're dealing with is. I'm going to ask you something. I asked Lee, Lee said, and correct me if I'm wrong, you got into this because you begin to think about your own kids and they're growing up here. And you're like, man, like I want this to be, a healthy community. And I'm guessing also, as you look at some of these other people that are struggling, you're like, man, if that was my own, kids or that was me like I would want someone to reach out and help and, and and so I'm interested for you Shauna like why did this hit home for you like there's a lot of things you could have done or could be doing like why 100 families well in 100 families we always talk about remember your why 
And so I think it's good for everybody to think, you know, why? And for me, it's, you know, currently we have 26 families. We have over 55 children in those homes, or maybe maybe they're not in the homes. Maybe they're awaiting, you know, to reunification. But for me, it's that those kids are depending on someone in in the community to help their parents find the food they need or find the mental health they need, mm-hmm. find the housing that they need. And so I think years later, you know, when these kids grow up, they won't know who, but they'll just know that there was an organization mm-hmm. and that there was a community who, you know, helped them. Because it's not the kids' fault right. that the parents are right. doing what they're doing. And sometimes it's not fault of the, of the parents. They're it's, doing what their parents did. Yeah, it's maybe it's not the parents' fault. Right. You know, there's house fires, there's other things. And right. I just feel like, you know, in John, when it says it's grace upon grace, yes. we have to extend people that grace. Oh my gosh. You know, we just had that conversation, Chris and I at lunch is like, I would, I would much rather come to the end of my life and someone say, Jared Pitney was the guy who erred on the side of mercy. Mm-hmm. than I erred on the side of law, right? right. On the grace right. and on the side of law. It's like, I'd, rather, I'd much rather be known as that guy. Like, well, he was just too forgiving, you right. know, or like right. he gave somebody too many chances, you know? And so I, I'm curious, and this can be for either one of y'all, you had mentioned Lee, that there's a lot of kids in, in foster care in Green County. And what was it like the third I don't know. How did you? What was the stat you threw out about this county? Whenever Dana was talking to you, what was she saying about? Uh, I guess that's a real issue in this county, even more so than many other counties in Arkansas. Or did you say something like that, or did I make mm-hmm. that up? I'll let Shauna talk on. Yeah, that. I think we're numbers. three. Okay, is that high, third most or third highest ratio? High, highest. We have the highest number of kids in foster care. Wow. And so that's the goal of 100 families is to reduce recidivism and to. Um, decrease the number of kids in foster care we're 15th in total population of counties in arkansas Mm -hmm. and third in number of foster care so why is that do y'all have uh does anybody know like is there guesses or theories on why that's such a high number in green county i think it goes back to the mental health and the substance abuse issues because and you and is that higher than therefore was that what we guess in, in other counties weren't we like three on that list for substance abuse like uh, opioid yeah dispensing um we were three so do we know what that's all about like is there any way has anybody ever done any research i'm trying to to get to the root of that that's i'm curious about that like why is that we're we're actually working on that and that's part of the drug-free communities grant and we have to do probably don't want to know about this but two logic models and one has to be on opioid use in our county And so we're going to have some focus groups, Um, one, to learn about the history, like how has drug drug use evolved in our community? Like where were we and, you know, where are we now? What Mm -hmm. led us to this? And um, so we're working on that to get some more sound research. Like this is where we are and this is where we need to go and this is how we need to prevent this Mm -hmm. and break that cycle in the future. So, um, you know, Lindsay and Together We Foster, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw a shout out to them. She's come on. She's on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Amazing job um, giving support to those foster families and those kids um, that are in the system and displaced. And so I just want to throw out too that there's somewhere for everyone to fit in. Maybe you can't foster a child, but you're a good cook or you've got the financial means where you can go buy a freezer meal um, to provide. What do you mean by that? Like when you say you can cook, like how does that uh, correspond over to helping those in foster care? Well, they have the freezer meal program 
okay. the manna meals. And so, you know, groups can get together. You can do it, you know, individually um, and make meals and put in the, um, the resource centers for those, the foster families. And, you know, the struggles they go through, Lance and I, you've heard him on the podcast. And mm-hmm. he said um, you were, a, you said he was a three on singing. Is that yeah, right? we're going to talk about that <laughs> before the end of the podcast. Uh, we're going to set the record straight, Lance. Um, but uh, so, you know, people can prepare meals and put them in the freezers at the resource centers. And then when families need them, they can go get them. And that's one less struggle or challenge they have to overcome, um, mm-hmm. whether it be donate close uh christmas is coming up mm-hmm. and you know they try to provide gifts to each of those kids in care yeah. and so financial support for that or just going to help at the clothing closet with miss terry yeah. and and organize so not to you know but i am singing the praises of together we foster yeah. because they are um they are the hands and feet of jesus and that's what we're we're called to do, and we can all just do it in a different capacity. For sure. What are some more of those capacities? This is for either one of y'all. So someone's listening to this and like, I, I would like to be involved. Like, what are some ways that, as far as you see, y'all need help? Like, where can people step in? Oh, once, <laughs> there's all kinds of ways, but once a month we have an alliance meeting with uh, our Green County under families and we have a different topic and it's basically a topic that um, we can educate people who show up and plus we can just talk about it. you get to hear um, the highs and the lows of 100 families you know and you also get to listen like last month it was a topic was food insecurity so we talked about all the food banks and uh, the, the food bank of northeast Arkansas was there and the food pantry so we talked about that and um just offer to, if you're on our email list, sometimes it's a family that they need um, a washer and dryer and someone has mm. a washer and dryer that mm. <clears throat> they're about to get rid of. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've snuck up to y'all's clothing closet sure. because I know somebody's starting a new job. They need a specific mm-hmm. size of pants or mm-hmm. their kids need this or that. So, um, and here we go back to the transportation. They don't have the transportation means. So um, there's just lots of ways, but if they would come to our, the third Wednesday of every month at Westview Baptist Church, Westview, uh, Mark Reeves has been gracious enough to let me have a little space there to meet the families and have our alliance meetings. So um, you can come and hear more about it and the opportunities that we have because it, there's something, I mean, sometimes it may just be a phone call for me to pair you up with someone mm-hmm. who uh, you can call it encourage or you yeah. can just be a part of their life, you know, uh, Recently, one of our families suffered a um, devastating loss and of, a, of, a, of a baby um, stillbirth. Mm. So I'm still kind of searching for somebody who could, you know, call her. Just in, I've never experienced mm. that. And it's that lived experience. You know, I have a peer specialist who works with me, um, volunteers, uh, Megan, and she has that, um, the lived experience. You know, she has a history of recovery. Mm-hmm. So she calls, checks on the people who she knows or maybe they're an active, you know, addiction and they just need that. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you okay? And then, you know, we've had a situation to where somebody shared with her, Hey, you know, I've, I'm back uh, using again. And she was just able to have a really good conversation with her, you know, where I couldn't really have that conversation because I didn't have, but all of our experiences are there. I feel like so that we could help somebody else who's kind of going through the same thing. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that email list is super helpful that you send that out. Is there is there a way you can get on that list? Like if someone's listening, how do you subscribe to the email? Is there an easy way to do that or is that like? Lee and I have the same list and I have that list because Lee worked so hard to get this list yeah. of so many organizations. But if, if anybody wants to text me or call me, 870-240-5812. If you have a family I could help or if you'd like to get involved, to get on my email list. What's your email? Uh, it's Shauna at RestoreHopeAR.org. Okay. So you could email me. Um, we can get you on that list. And then, because I, I feel like there's a way for everybody to help someone. Yeah. Do y'all have a website? There's a way people can like access information through Facebook and like that as well. We have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook page for the Green County Coalition. Okay. Um, and then we have a 100 Families Green County Facebook page. And we try to put, you know, job openings up there. If somebody's in need for something, maybe if somebody has something to give, um, different things. So they can like our Facebook page. They can send us a message um, to either of those pages, or they can email us at greencountycoalition at gmail.com. Perfect. We were just talking about how different ways people can get involved. And it reminded me of Mr. Jim Jackson at the Wood House. Many mm-hmm. of y'all know him, mm-hmm. love him. Uh, he guy. does an excellent job there. But um, he's one of our Alliance members. He comes to our meetings, and he's in the coalition. And there was a specific need that this family needed. It was very hot day in the summer. It was a Sunday. So I threw out an email, hey, this family needs this item. If anybody has an extra, if anybody would like to provide, please let me know. So the questions always come back. Is this family working? Is this family this? Is this family that? And so um, I get it. But Mr. Jackson says, I've got it. I'll take it. Tell me where. I told him where. And I said, I want you to be aware of the activity that goes on in the house is not exactly Sunday activity. Um, There weren't any children in the house. So, um so he says, his response, I'll never forget it. He says, um, as far as I know, there's no place in the Bible that says you have to drug test them before you minister to them mm. or give them something that they need. So I was mm. like, he he gets it. There's a need. He met the need. And it's, people don't forget it. I mean, she still talks about the guy who dropped this off at the front door because they yeah. needed it on a Sunday. So that's just one small way that people get involved, whether it's maybe they need school supplies or, you know, I know there's school supplies uh, drives, but, you know, at, I can remember a specific, this girl's in the hospital having a baby and somebody took school supplies. So this isn't my initiative. This is a community initiative. Yeah. It's just, it's people helping other people along the way because we're all going to be in a situation where we're going to need somebody yeah absolutely that's a beautiful story you know we started our missional communities 12 years ago jim got involved he was with us for about two years and i remember he would bring a guy uh to all of our group meetings we'd have a meal together every sunday night and he would bring this basically a homeless man with him uh every single sunday night pick him up bring him i mean his truck would always smell like smoke after Mm -hmm. it was over and all Mm -hmm. of that and and there were never you know Jim's one of these guys that when I look at him truly, like, and I mean this, like, that's going to sound something funny, but like, I want to be like him when I grow up. Like, I truly do. And I think that even if these people that were helping, you know, even if all you ever do is plant a seed and mm-hmm. you don't see the change, I just think too about my own children. And it's going to go back to you. It's like, how you want to set a good example for your kids. Like, you know, like, 
get out and go serve someone who can do nothing for you Mm -hmm. in return, so to speak. Now, a lot of times they do something for you, the fact that you get the bigger blessing. Um, But I just think, man, yeah, we need more people like you, like Jim Jacksons, who I think would all say, none of y'all would say like we're experts in this field. It's just that you've got a heart for it and you're willing to do the research and to do the work and roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty and continue to learn along the way. And so I'm very grateful for both of you, for the work that you do. Um, I hope that other people listen to this and want to get involved. This is our community, and there is something we can do about it. And sitting back and pointing a finger at somebody or saying, well, if I was in their place, I'd, you, that's spoken from ignorance. You know, if, if not, not by you, the grace of God, we'd all be. That's 100% correct. And so thank you, ladies, uh, for, for coming and sharing. I look forward to bringing you back on hopefully in a, in a year, and we can – talk about even more kind of stories and, and what you guys are learning and what's happening there and ways people can get involved. But before I let you go, we've got to do rapid fire questions. Are you up for it? I hope you're up for it. Absolutely. You, okay. That's what I'm, that's we what I'm looking for. We have to set for. this record straight. Well, tell me about this. Look, okay. We were talking about this before. Lance said that you, I guess on a scale of one to 10, you rated him a three as far as his singing abilities. And you say that's not true. That's, you want to clear the record. Yes, yes. Tom has passed. I have no idea what context that number three he was that thrown up. out there yeah. for. No, he probably didn't make it up. <laughs> but, I mean, he could have, like, made me mad or, you know, <laughs> yeah. said something that didn't agree. And Maybe you know, it was on, a, like, know, a scale of, like, one to four or one to five, you know, like, four-star type stuff, and you were giving maybe, three-star. Maybe. So, he, he's much better than a three. We're going to. You know, so then maybe he'll play the guitar and sing with me now. He needs to. But, yeah. That was a great uh, That was a great podcast episode, by the way. And so, because we had no idea that he used to be in a band. No idea. And it just kind of came up out of the blue. And some of the most number of, like, likes and shares on one of our posts was his. Is that right? Yeah, yeah oh, a ton of people. Hey, listen, love like his post. let's yeah. beat that. Let's, let's beat it. How are we going to do that, Chris? You like can just- share us. <laughs> Huh? Like and share our podcast. <laughs> That's right. Just like and share it. Everybody do this right now. Beat, I don't do hashtag media. beat Lance's episode. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We'll, I'll put that on there. You know, and actually that video, well, one of his videos is kind of what sparked my interest for him. Mm. I was the 4-H agent in Faulkner County. Really? He came to my office in Conway for a meeting and he was the Green County 4-H agent. And I think he Look got bored that. in the meeting, so he just started wandering the hall. And then he stopped by my office, and I guess I had a candy drawer. I don't even remember. Ooh. I don't eat a lot of candy. but um, And then after he left, a coworker came down the hall and said, do you realize who that was? And I was like, I have no idea. And she said, pull up YouTube. And so we YouTubed, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's this wow. cute cowboy in a <laughs> yeah. CMT video. <laughs> no, no. And so then I was like, oh, maybe I should talk to him. <laughs> maybe I should get a little bit more candy. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway. Um, more Tootsie Rose. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I've talked about Twister Alley a lot <laughs> since that episode. I've listened to some Twister Alley since that episode. Didn't know it was a thing. They were yeah. really good. Well, and I'm going to throw out, though, that I'm really proud of Lance on a personal level because he's – just how he's grown in mm-hmm. his faith and mm-hmm. in Christ, and mm-hmm. now he serves yeah. in the church, and yeah. you know, so that's it's awesome. That's great. It's a good compliment to uh, receive from your spouse. So, so I'm anyway, he's not that. a three. You're not a three, Lance. We'll let it go. We'll let, let it go. Move on. We'll let Jared judge. We'll have a. 
Yeah, can... I'd love for we'll bring him in. Uh, yeah. Bring him into the crossing. Okay, have him do it. Deal. Okay, now that we've cleared the air, let's move on to some rapid fire questions. I want to start with you, Shauna, and then I'll go to you, Lee. Then I'll start with you, Lee, and go to you, Shauna. All right. So here we go. I know you are both excited. What is Shauna the last show or movie you watched, or the last book that you read? The last book I read was All the Light We Cannot See. I've heard great things about it. It's great. It's a historical fiction. Yes. I love historical fiction. Okay, excellent. What about you, Lee? Movie, show, or book? Um, I don't watch a lot of TV at all, but Lance did get tickets, and we went to see The Blonde on opening night. Oh, nice. Was it good? Totally, totally recommend that. Um, and then the last book was Ralph the Mouse. Ralph the Mouse. Actually, Runaway Ralph. We're on book two. So what I don't even know what that is. Um, you need to go check it out. Okay. From the library. Okay. Um, but it's about a little mouse that finds a motorcycle and he oh. rides it around. Is that Beverly Clearly? Yes. I think I Yes. Ralph the motorcycle. That sounds like I watched yeah. a show about that when I was a kid. It's um the mouse and the motorcycle is the actual name of it. And I then think there's, there's a little movie made off of that. Probably. Is. I mean the books came out in the sixties, seventies yes. and eighties. Yeah. There's a movie. Yeah. Uh, top in that top Wait, in film right. adaptation came out in 1990. That's it. Watched it at Leif Baptist Church. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so uh, throwback, everybody go. Wow. Read Beverly Cleary. Okay, excellent. All right. Uh, besides Twister Alley, what is your favorite band? Oh gosh, I like all kinds of music. Um, hip hop? Not hip hop. I don't have uh, a lot of rhythm. It's kind of embarrassing. Oh I have to tell them. We're talking about Halloween. We're setting up sure. at the armory for the coalition. And so I said, hey, it'd be great if we all dressed, if we all dressed, you know, as a group. We could be the village people. Okay. Do you know who the village people are? Of course, people? yeah. Okay. She says, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I can't be friends anymore. No idea. I mean, seriously. <laughs> she yeah. listens to all kinds of people except the village and hip hop. Well, I mean, I can bands. tell you YMCA, you know, the song YMCA. Okay, well, that's you, good. That's you know, good. You knew that then. Yeah, I grew up knew, on the Grand Ole Opry. Like, on Saturday nights, that's what we did on the farm is, you know, we... So, I like classic country. I like... Like, who's the best... Like, who's a good classic country artist? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Um, I don't listen to classic country, and so I just tell me one if you're like, if this is going to turn me on to classic country, who would it be? Oh who would it be? I don't no know. Pressure. We, the boys and I, kind of like history, so we got into coal mines, and so coal miner's daughter. I do know that song. It's very good. Lynn. That's so very good. From that, then we had to learn about coal mines, and there's another song, "Never Leave Harlan Alive." Who's that? Uh, Patty Loveless does that. Brad Never Paisley leave does Harlan. Uh huh. It was a mining town. Oh, okay. Got it. So Sarah loves it when I sing the George Jones songs. Uh, song I don't need your rocking chair. Has she told you she loves it or do no? You think she, she is loves not. It? She absolutely <laughs> hates it. <laughs> so, but Ann Wilson, as far as like newer stuff, I like Ann Wilson, Ann Wilson. and um, I've been kind of following May Estes. She's from Hope. She's a Henderson State alumni. So you are big music people. We are. That's great. Um, what about you, Shauna? Is it something you're the 80s girl? Uh, yes, so who do you Abdul. like in the 80s? Well, Paula Abdul, no, oh, when she's 80s, yeah. I, Elvis, he's the king of rock and roll. We're so close to Memphis, he is. I mean, you can't beat the charisma, the costumes, he's the total package. 
You and Kenny Ford should uh, talk about Elvis sometime. I don't know if you know him. He's got an Elvis room at his house. Well, I might have to visit. Massive. He used to work at Graceland. Mm, wow. Really? I yes, didn't know did. that. Yep. He knows the guy who did the uh, autopsy on Elvis. And really? so, yeah, because he talked to him about it, like, whenever he was on, like, his 20s or whatever, like, is Elvis, like, can you confirm he's dead? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's dead. You have and one so, more stat away from being real creepy about, like, how I much know. he knows about oh, Elvis. Oh, dude, he knows a lot <laughs> about Elvis. A lot about Elvis. Well, it's neat because I've met a lot of people who have met Elvis or have an Elvis story. Like yeah. Miss Ainley, she had met Elvis in Memphis. That's right. Miss Ainley. I remember that. Yes, she had yeah. met Elvis. Uh, there's another guy... Um, I forget his name. He was um, in Memphis. He was riding a motorcycle in Memphis. No, he was driving in Memphis. Elvis was had was on the side of the road. His motorcycle had stopped. He ran out of gas. He picked him up, took him to Graceland, and Jeez. started throwing football with. Uh, Are you serious? Yes, yes. That's why. And I, someone had told me that Elvis came to Paragold once to buy a horse. Wow! And so there used to be a horse farm. Y'all need to check this. Um, but Elvis came to Paragould. I think this was like in the, I don't know, 70s something. I don't know, but to buy a horse. There's a horse farm across from where the Supercenter is now. Hmm. So just throwing that out there. Wow. You might want to go just walk the land and see if I you are inspired. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the movie, Elvis? I didn't like it, really. You didn't? No. Okay. What would you think? I just watched the first half of it. I didn't get to finish it, but I wasn't that impressed. But uh, several other people told me it was incredible. So maybe it's because I had my... Hope's really high. I just like the 69 comeback. You know, everybody loves a good comeback. So, mm -hmm. that, you can't beat it. The movie just kind of had Colonel Parker as kind of a dictator in Elvis's life. And, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I, Elvis, I mean, classic. Um, all right. We'll start with you this time. Shauna, what would be your last meal? Last meal. You ain't got to worry about calories. You ain't got to worry about any of that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I'm addicted to Diet Mountain Dew. Mm -mm. I am. I'll admit yeah. it. Lee's told me to so stop. So you're drinking Ms. a Diet Carol Mountain Dew. Carol Foster's told me to stop. It's like everybody. It's a diet, so it's got to be good. It's a diet. I mean, yeah, what's, how bad could it be? I mean, give it up, people. Seriously. Um, That's hard because I like chocolate. I like all kinds of food. You can throw all of I it like in there. I like sushi. I mean, I, I, That's I, fine. I would get some sushi. And Sushi's then, an appetizer. How yeah, about that? some fried rice. Okay. Yeah. Little sushi, fried rice. Anything <laughs> else you want for a main dish? That's just the... I, I, Your I dessert's going to be what? Whatever. Uh, key lime pie. I know that's a crazy mix. Pie. I mean, I would never pair that all together, but, but it's that's your last my meal. favorite dessert. And it's your last meal. That's my favorite dessert. Okay. What would you say, Lee? Oh, gosh. Um, Steak. Medium. Ribeye, sirloin, mm, filet. I don't like super fatty. So, sirloin or filet. Yeah. Um, probably some of mom's fried vegetables to go along with it. Um, my Aunt Kathy's sweet tea. Ooh. Trying to think what else. Um, gotta have some cookies and milk. My dad's Chocolate a dairy chip farmer. cookies? Yes. Chocolate chip. <clears throat> the more chocolate, the better. So maybe really chocolate yes. with a little cookie. And then. Are you a cookie fan? I am. I, and I brought you guys brownies. That was very too. sweet of you. So wow. you did that. We um shout out to to the DCFS crew too, um, Dusty and Jody and all them. This is hospitality week, mm. so um, we did a little lunch for them today and took them some brownies and things. But 
don't forget them over there. They are a great asset to our community, and we have no idea what they go through. But, mm. yeah, I would share my last meal with them. Awesome. All right. So. Um, this is going to be for you. Will you start with you this time? What is on your nightstand right now? Oh, my gosh. Dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heard that. Cut that out. Cut that out. Well, of the that's podcast. just real life. This is real life, unedited. Yeah. Um, and I usually, I mean, I keep books. I usually have three or four books running right now. Ed Milet is one. Of course, the Bible. Um, Jonathan usually keeps whatever book we're reading at that time yeah. on his bed. But Great. What about you, Sean? There's an alarm clock and a lamp and a pitcher. I'm glad that – I wonder – if we've ever had anybody, we've been in this for two years. I wonder if anybody's ever said they have an alarm clock on their nightstand. Yeah. That's a thing. There, there was an okay. older gentleman whoa. recently. Okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Shots fired. Man. Y'all. Older gentleman. Yeah. yeah. A couple weeks down the line, he's like, there's an older lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had this old alarm. lady on here. Alarm. It was in the last <laughs> last yeah, last season of her yeah, life. I yeah. told you. That's awesome. That's great. Who were they? I love it. Uh, All right, Shauna, give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy. That's hard. And it's got to be ordinary. Ordinary. What? There's not much ordinary about. (laughs) Sometimes I asked somebody ordinary one time. I can't remember who it was, and they're like, uh, "Went to Hawaii." Yeah, they described something very much. Wow, that's your ordinary life. (laughs) I don't really have much ordinary. Sure you do. Ordinary can be something as simple as... Help me, Lee. Help me. It can be something as simple as talking to a family member or riding a bike or cooking or watching the sunset or just an ordinary... Laundry. Laundry. You, you enjoy laundry? I do. Uh, yeah, I like to do laundry. I, I don't mind housework. That is great. Very good for you. What would you say, Lee? Ordinary moment that brings you some joy. Um... So first thing in the morning, before everybody gets up, I love going outside. And um, when I have the garden, just being out in the garden, mm-hmm. like That's in the one. garden, great song. Um, I have horses, just going out and um, feeding the horses in the morning. But then hearing my kids mm-hmm. in the morning, like if I'm in the office, you know, working and I hear feet and they're like, Mama, you know, that's that's that and put my head on the pillow at night. That's right. Those are my great Those joy moments. What that's about right. Pete the pony? Are you going to talk about Pete or the well, subject off? Well, off now it? you've got to. Well, Kenny Hall, who's on our coalition board, and Shauna, I don't know. We took Kenny some brownies the other day. I had okay. made some for a client that came in the office, and he was like, oh, I don't eat brownies. And I'm like, weirdo. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you eat? Broccoli and celery? And he was like, Yes actually and i'm like you're weird yeah you're like, like, you should live you know, a little go, yeah go let let somebody else be your agent you should drink go a diet mountain dew for crying yes out yeah. exactly have should a little have fun in life. Yeah. yeah but no we have pete the pony who he's a mini horse and he's not much bigger than our when you say a mini dog. horse you mean like a shetland no he's smaller he's okay he's little like he's really not much bigger than an australian shepherd dog wow Wow, so, but he's super you find this thing, cute this animal. from a good friend, uh, Amanda in Rosebud. He was a great, I'm going to say a great buy 
I didn't tell Lance what I paid. I really didn't what tell you, Lance what I do you, What him. does someone do with a, a, is it a little horse? I mean, is it basically just like a dog? Is that kind of how you treat? There's this like different, okay. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, <clears throat> our Matthew, who's our four and a half year old, he can, he can ride Pete. Oh, that's Jonathan cool. can ride Pete, but he's kind of silly. He just likes to fall off of him. But <laughs> he's, he's really good. And I'll throw this out there too, like for therapy, you know, just like kids being able to, to brush and. Just, I don't know, there's something calming about about that. I think so. if you want to take, if you want to get more shares on this episode than what Lance got, we get uh, new pictures made with Shauna riding the horse, specifically Pete. <laughs> oh, that I is think a if deal. we can get a video of that going, that is a this deal. might not go viral. We, ha- we had a puppy. Or you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a pony once because Curtis grew up with horses and we had horses when we lived on Spring Grove Road. Yeah. So we had, and we were riding them and I was actually riding the pony and I said, this is so stressful. And he said, there's no stress in pony riding. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm not, I'm a this city girl. Me out. I'm a city girl. I'm not a. You didn't grow up in the country? Well, I did. When he and I were dating, I did ride the horse one time and. Act like I liked it because sure, of you know, course. Sure, at that point, you yeah, you got to try. I have practice. to, but right. no, no. I would not want to be on a horse, and mm-hmm. I, but I'm so glad that you enjoy horses. My wife enjoys horses. I found online where you can buy her a mini horse. E- um, equinenow.com, Megan. Mm. Yeah, we can we can find he's, one. He's creating. He's enemies. really quick. First with you. Yeah, then I know. With me. I know. Yeah. He's on my list now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I. I will say, and I've I've always said, I think if a kid has a good horse and a good dog, like it's going to alleviate problems down the road. And I can so, see that. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, it's therapy and and right, the horses provide a lot of benefits. When people are saying this now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to throw out there too, kind of, you know, since we're quote wrapping this up now, but um, I was in 4-H. I wanted to. I grew up on a dairy farm, so we have had a lot of cows but I didn't have a horse mm-hmm. and dad wouldn't get me one because he said it would chase the cows through the fence so I called after nine o'clock because at that time believe it or not people there was long distance charges so I would wait until nine o'clock and I would call all over the state about these cheap horses <laughs> in the Democrat Gazette classifieds and um anyway just to fast forward there were people that poured into me and I ended up with horses. Mm. I got to travel all over the country. And just the positive relationships with caring adults, whether it's a horse or whether it's gardening or computers or, or whatever, and that's something that our community needs to, are those connections mm-hmm. because these kids may not have it at home. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was talking to a lady at Heron's last year. I was getting my oil changed, and we struck up a conversation, and um, before we left, I said, here's my card. If you need anything, call me. And a week later she did, or she sent me a message and she said, do we have any mentoring programs wow. in our community? And so I sent out to coalition and I said, do we have anything? And we had one program that was kind of getting off the ground, but the, it was fee based. And I, you know, in my mind, I was like, these people probably can't do That's that. Right. But, but this child was in, in the family cycle of chaos is what I'll call it. And so um, I know Judge Broadway is working on a mentoring program um, right now. And so there's a place to plug in. 
and we need positive, positive adult role models out there. Yeah. Well, so. and there's, there's, I would encourage just to piggyback off that, like that might feel overwhelming. What I've found is people are so busy right now. Like their kids are playing five travel sports and, and, and we've, <clears throat> I know we complain about interest rates and inflation, but the reality is too, most of our people have still enough money to travel and do what they want. And so it's just hard to get people to slow down and feel like, okay, there's another thing I can add to my plate. And so what I would just encourage people to do is at least start with looking what you're already doing and then do that with intentionality, with the fact of realizing that there's an opportunity here for me to maybe reach across the aisle and talk to somebody who, uh, you know, help somebody build a relationship with somebody while I'm here at the soccer game or wherever it is that needs some help. You know, I'm coaching my, my son's soccer team right now, and I just had a lady from our team come up after first practice. She said, look, I'm not asking for any special favors, but I just want you to know that she's the grandma for the son or for this kid. And she says, he's never had a dad in his life, ever. And so if you could just keep that in mind while you're coaching the season, that'd be great. And I'm not doing anything extra, except I'm mm-hmm. just trying to look for opportunities to provide some encouragement for this kid. And a little encouragement can go a really, really, really long way because a lot of people just never even receive it. And so I, I love what you said about the connection. I mean, mm-hmm. we're created by a relational God for relationships, and we're about as good as our relationships are. So um, that's a great word. So thank you. Last, and I want oh, to tell you something that mm-hmm. I've always learned is we make time for what we want to make time for. You're exactly right. You can say, oh, I don't have the time, and I don't have the time, but you have time to text this person and it's this It's a person. priority issue. And so yeah. I've always kind of, that's kind of stuck with me. me, and I thought, yeah, make a priority to yeah. get to know somebody that maybe you wouldn't normally want to get to know, yes. like, you know, that's not like yes. you, but you have something that they... Well, you know, you just can share with think them. about the end of your life. And it's like, I've had this conversation with my son on, on Friday night, we had an opportunity to go uh, run the chains for the Paragold football team. And my son was like, oh, I just want to watch this movie with mom and, and the girl and, and his other two siblings. And I was like, buddy, okay, what story is going to be better for you? One day to tell that you as a, as a 11 year old boy got to run chains with your dad. We run these big football players. He likes football. Mm-hmm. We on these big football players. Is that going to be a better story to tell? Or that you stayed home and watched another Netflix show? Like, which right, one are you going right, to want? Yeah. Like, no one cares about you watching the Netflix show. Nobody cares. Everybody's doing that. So find some things, do some things that, like, live a life that's going to be worth talking about later and telling and set an example for. So priorities. I agree with Shauna. Last question is, what is one thing, I'll start with you, Lee, what is one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now? Um, I am deeply grateful for just the opportunities God's given me, like my childhood growing up. Mm. And I just, I grew up, like I said, on a four-generation dairy farm. My grandparents lived right beside us. My aunt and uncle were on the other side Mm. of of them. My other aunt lived up the road. Like we knew all of our neighbors. And I was thinking about this yesterday, last night. And um, I just, I'm, I'm very blessed I wouldn't trade that, and I feel like I'm one of the few people that have those experiences. Like, we were just right there on the farm. We didn't have, you know, and I, jokingly, I mentioned Umbro shorts earlier, because I remember in in fifth grade, there were some kids that had Umbro shorts, and they weren't in our budget, you know, for whatever reason, we didn't, you know, and, and so now I just, I'm like, you know, it's not about Umbro shorts. It's about 
being living where you're at, growing where you're at, and being the hands and feet of Jesus, regardless of, you know, if you're a pastor or you're a construction worker mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's that's what I'm really thankful for now and having that grounding and the people that poured into me, the granny who took me to church on Sunday morning, the people at church, the older people that poured into me. And I had those positive adult relationships and um, just, it was a blessing. Have you ever read Wendell Berry? I don't think so. I'd really recommend you read Wendell Berry. So he just talks a lot about, she like reading a lot about the importance of being rooted in all of his stories. A lot of them are fiction, but kind of like nonfiction, you know? And so it's like, and it's all about being rooted like family farm type stuff. Anyways, I think you'd really enjoy some of his books. I'll so, add that. And he's really big in like farm life and how basically the farm teaches us everything we need to know about society. And so, but, um, Shauna, uh, yeah, same question for you. We'll end here is what's one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now? I don't know how I can top that. I yeah, was, just make up something, you know. I was going to say luck. my alarm clock. Cause it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's <But> perfect. <laughs> that's was, a spiritual answer I'll too, just right? leave it at that. Yeah, that's great. Because he... <laughs> you're not going to, I mean, what... what what else do you say, right? It's like, I wish you just would completely have parroted her answer. Like you just made uh, I think growing up on the farm. On the farm. Yeah, after you just. Horses oh, I obviously loved you know, riding those horses. I, I named one. His name was Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's my great. father-in-law, easy. Really? Yeah. That's my yes. father-in-law's name, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe a coincidence. I don't know what that's all about. Well, ladies, thank you so much for making space to be here. I've learned a lot. It's been a, a very pleasant conversation for me. Uh, keep up the great work um, and hope to have you back on soon. We hope you'll have us back. All right. Shauna and Lee have left the building. That was a very informative conversation. I was aware, obviously, of some of those issues. Um, but not all of them, not to, to the extent, especially the foster care. Mm-hmm. And the resources and ways they're working to help yeah. bring relief to all those things. Absolutely, man. I think that's one of the big ones. You know, we talked about this in the episode of poverty is really kind of a, it's not so much a, an absence of money as it is an absence of connections. And I love how uh, these ladies and those who are volunteering for these organizations are basically taking these different you know ministries or or these resources organizations that are kind of working in silos and bringing them all together um to help resource these people to to help them get the uh you know the help that they need and so uh sean and lee thank you so much for taking time to be here if you're still listening thanks so much for tuning in if you've not already done so check us out on our different social media platforms on facebook and instagram and also whatever platform you're listening to this on whether it be on apple or spotify please give us a five star rating that just helps people uh to find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people living right here in our community so as always thanks so much for listening until next time